Before we get started with today's episode, I just have to say as a disclaimer that none of what I say in this podcast is actual advice. If you really feel like you have a mental health disorder or are dealing with anything personally, please seek out professional help. And again, none of what I say in this podcast is actual advice. So thank you guys, and let's get started with today's episode. Actually, just one more thing before we get started is if you guys enjoy the Sum of Life podcast and this show and the content that is produced here, please head over to Apple Podcasts, either on your phone or laptop, and give this show, Sum of Life, a five-star rating and review. It helps the show tremendously and helps to reach more listeners. So thank you guys, and now we can get started. Hello and welcome to the Sum of Life podcast. I'm your host, Liam Scully. In today's episode, we're going to be doing a deep dive on dissociation. And this is not going to be about a specific dissociative disorder, like dissociative identity disorder. This is just covering dissociation. But we will, of course, go over the disorders that are listed with dissociation as well. So let's get right into it. What is dissociation? Dissociation is a disconnection between a person's feelings, memories, behaviors, perceptions, and or sense of self. This disconnection is automatic and completely out of the person's control. It's often described as an out-of-body experience. So I want to highlight something there in that paragraph that says a disconnection from the sense of self that you have. So if we think about meditation for a quick minute, some types of meditation actually teach you that your sense of self is an illusion and that self itself is also an illusion and we have to cut through that sense of self. And being someone who went through a whole year of meditating once a day, just for 10 to 20 minutes, I was left with a lot of dissociation. And a large part of that was because I tried to cut through my sense of self, which it says here is the disconnection from your sense of self can cause dissociation. But let's continue on with the definition of dissociation. So the next part says... Dissociation exists on a spectrum that ranges from mild everyday experiences to disorders that interfere with daily functioning. Nearly everyone experiences mild dissociation from time to time. In fact, daydreaming is a prime and common example of mild dissociation. And lastly, it says, however, long or persistent dissociative episodes can be a symptom of a larger mental health problem, such as a dissociative disorder. So I want people to Also pay attention to that one part of the second paragraph where it says daydreaming is also a common example of mild dissociation. Of course that is true, but people don't really think of dissociation in that manner. But you can so easily dissociate and snap right out of it. But of course the disorders that are present with dissociation can have dissociation where you can't really snap out of or it takes a little bit longer, almost like a panic or anxiety attack. And I don't think they talked about it, but also like feeling out of it, that can be a feeling of being dissociated. So let's go over the symptoms now. It says there are five core symptoms of dissociation, and they go as listed. First being amnesia, which is just often described as gaps in memory that can range from minutes to years. The second symptom is depersonalization, feeling disconnected from your body or thoughts. The next one is derealization, feeling disconnected from the world around you. The fourth symptom being identity alteration, 
the sense of being different from another part of yourself, and the last one being identity confusion, a sense of confusion about who you really are. And then below that it says for some people these symptoms can last days or weeks. If you have a dissociative disorder, you might experience these symptoms for months or even years. I also want to mention something it says that I think is very important. It says you can have symptoms of dissociation without having a dissociative disorder. You can also have symptoms of dissociation as part of another mental illness like anxiety. So like it says there, having something like dissociation does not mean that you have a dissociative disorder. It could just be attributed to your anxiety, or it could be something where you feel dissociated, and maybe it's just because you were daydreaming or feeling out of it. The actual types of dissociative disorders are listed as depersonalization, derealization disorder. It doesn't say the stats on it, but I would say that that's probably the most common one. And the description is, this dissociative disorder is characterized by persistent or reoccurring episodes of depersonalization, derealization, or both. It's often described as feeling as if you're observing yourself as a character in a movie. The second one being dissociative identity disorder, formerly known as multiple personality disorder, did, as it's currently referred to, is a controversial disorder characterized by a person fragmenting into at least two distinct identities or personality states. And the last one being dissociative amnesia, a condition characterized by retrospectively reported memory gaps. These gaps involve the inability to recall personal information, usually related to a traumatic experience. So those are the three types of dissociative disorders, and those are all classified in the DSM-5. Other associated conditions, other mental health disorders, I should say, where you find association and some of the most common ones where you find association or anxiety, borderline personality disorder, depression, epilepsy, obsessive compulsive disorder or OCD, PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder, and schizophrenia. The next part, it says causes, and it says the exact cause is really unclear, but is often a direct reaction to significant trauma, such as physical or sexual abuse, kidnapping, life-threatening car accident, natural disaster. And it says researchers view dissociation as a protective response after trauma. It allows people to function and go about their day-to-day -day lives by blocking trauma-related emotions and memories that could otherwise be overwhelming. And there's also a link between substance abuse and dissociation. It says substances such as alcohol and cannabis can trigger temporary episodes of dissociation Usually, these substance-induced dissociative symptoms arise while the drug is active and fade after it wears. Their effects typically begin within 20 minutes of ingestion and can last as long as 12 hours. Dissociative drugs include DXM, ketamine, PCP, and it doesn't say it here, but I believe psychedelics as well. But the DSM-5 says that drug-induced dissociation normally don't meet the criteria for a diagnosis of a disorder hence drug-induced. And lastly, the treatment for dissociative disorders and dissociation. The primary treatment for dissociation involves psychotherapy, and this can include cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT, designed to help people identify and change negative thoughts and behaviors. Dialectic behavioral therapy, DBT, helps people learn skills to better manage emotions and stop harmful behaviors, or eye movement desensitization, reprocessing, better known as EMDR, and that uses CBT strategies along with visual exercises to help you deal with past trauma and flashbacks. 
And of course, it says it on the website as well, which I will leave the link in the description below where I got all my information from for today's episode from verywellmind.com. What is dissociation? But it says, and I wanted to say it also, that if you feel like you have any of these symptoms, please go speak to a professional or try to get professional advice. Therapy is a huge help to so many people, and it can benefit you greatly if you really think you have problems with dissociation or any mental health disorder for that reason, or mental health or psychological stress, anything like that. And I don't have a quote for today's episode, but since today's episode is a deep dive on dissociation, and I've had a ton of dissociation over the past year and a half, I just wanted to say that every meditation app that's telling you that the sense of self does not exist, I truly believe they're wrong. You have many different senses of self and many different selves, and to break one down is really not a good thing for a lot of people. There's no reason you should be deconstructing your sense of self because what you're doing there is actually deconstructing you. And without a self, what really are you? You're just associated, probably. It's very much so my opinion, but those are my closing thoughts. So thank you guys for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and I'll talk to you guys next time. More information about this podcast or Some of Life in general can be found on Instagram at Some of Life Official or on Twitter at Some of Life Tweets. And also, please don't forget to give this show a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you did enjoy it. Again, it helps the show tremendously, and the show really is sponsored by you guys, and that is probably the easiest way to help. And for full information on Some of Life, you can go to someoflife.org. Thank you to each and every one of you for listening and continuing to listen as we continue to grow, and I will talk to you guys very soon. I'll see you.